Have you ever wondered what it would be like to work for the legal industry? Have you ever considered that it is possible to consult for attorneys without becoming an expert witness or standing trial? We'll learn the answers to these questions and many more on this episode of the Talk To Me Doc podcast. Welcome to the Talk To Me Doc podcast, where it's all about serving the early career physician. Let's talk about the unique issues that face us so we can create a better future for ourselves and those to come. And now your host, Dr. Andrew Tisser. Hey, everybody, it's Andrew, and welcome back to the Talk To Me Doc podcast. I'm so happy you're here. For my returning listeners, thank you so much. For my new listeners, welcome. Because today, like on every episode, I'm bringing you the best guests from all around healthcare and beyond to discuss issues relating to the early career physician. Today, we have Dr. Armin Feldman on the show. Dr. Feldman is a graduate of the University of Wisconsin Medical School. He completed his training in psychiatry at the University of Colorado Health Sciences Center. He practiced psychiatry for over 20 years. Dr. Feldman owned outpatient head injury rehabilitation clinics around the country. For over 14 years, Armin has consulted full-time to attorneys on all of their medical issues and questions. He has developed an entirely new kind of consulting approach. Dr. Feldman has trained over 1,600 physicians from all over the country during the past 12 years. All of Dr. Feldman's consulting is pre-litigation, pre-trial, and helps attorneys manage the medical aspects of cases, increase case value, and save attorney time. Armin helps attorneys to help their clients negotiate and settle cases and get the appropriate medical care the client needs. Armin does not participate in medical malpractice cases and does no expert witness work. Well, I know I'm excited, so let's get Dr. Feldman right here on the show. Dr. Armin Feldman, welcome to the Talk To Me Doc podcast. Hi, Andrew. It's a pleasure uh, to be speaking with you. Likewise. So, Armin, I recorded a little bit about you, but uh, in your own words, could you tell us kind of who you are and what you do? Sure. So, um, for the past 14 years, I've been doing a new kind of forensic medicine that uh, I first developed 14 years ago and have been uh, refining over the years. And um, I call this uh, medical legal consulting. And what it is, is pre-trial, pre-litigation medical consulting uh, to uh, our legal system, specific, primarily to personal injury and workers' compensation attorneys. So um, I don't act as a medical expert. I don't work in medical malpractice cases. Um, all of the uh, work is with, uh, in, uh, with regard to um, injured individuals, uh, obviously injured, no fault of their own. Um, and <clears throat> this work is designed to help the individual and, of course, the attorney to increase the case value, save attorney time, get the appropriate medical care for their clients, and help the attorney uh, negotiate uh, the uh, towards a better, better settlement uh, with the help, better help of understanding medical issues in the case uh, through the work that we do. Um, one of the things that makes this kind of consulting viable and makes it go is that in these areas of the law, probably nine out of every 10 cases settle, and that's where we come in. So anything that we can do as medical consultants, as opposed to medical experts, 
uh, that will uh, help the attorney in the negotiation and settlement process. That's something that uh, a lot of attorneys are interested in. Now, of course, not every attorney thinks it's the next best thing uh, since sliced bread, uh, but um, uh, having done this for 14 years and had now having trained a little over 1,600 physicians nationwide, uh, there are physicians doing this all over the country. Uh, there certainly is a high demand for this kind of work. So that's what I've been doing. Um, my background, I hope I'm not being too verbose, but my background is that um, I'm trained as a, a psychiatrist and psychoanalyst. And um, I wound up, um, uh, my specialty actually wound up being mild traumatic brain injury. Um, and I wound up owning outpatient head injury rehabilitation clinics around the country. Um, and I was fortunate enough to sell those clinics. Uh, and after I sold the clinics, uh, I was thinking about what I wanted to do next. I had testified as an expert um, really more times than I want to remember on behalf of my uh, patients who were either being cut off of their medical care or offered some terrible settlement. Um, and I thought, well, maybe what I could do is just consult to attorneys on any kind of medical question that comes up in a case and uh, that turned out to fill a niche and the rest kind of is history. So uh, that's the background. That's great. Yeah. My, my next question was how you got started. So you answered that one for me. Um, so, you know, my, my audience, Armin, is, is basically really early career physicians. So docs really within the first few years out of residency and, uh, you know, things are kind of crazy these days in the healthcare system and, and people are looking for alternate streams of income or uh, maybe a way to cut back at work or, or, or do other things from home. So certainly sounds like this kind of work um, could, uh, could play into that, but you know, without giving away too many of your secrets, you know, how would a, how would a newer physician kind of get started in this kind of work? Right. The, you know, that's so interesting because um, there's been such a massive shift in how healthcare is delivered. And um, in the olden days now, physicians primarily own private practices, and now uh, physicians are uh, primarily employees of big corporations, uh, hospital systems, and so forth. And so the interesting thing, Andrew, is now it seems the biggest trend for physicians uh, is to find uh, a side gig, right? To find some kind of side work that's all their own that um, can help them to find a better work-life balance uh, and <clears throat> uh, do something that uh, may not be um, clinical in nature, uh, still be lucrative, uh, and give them the job satisfaction, the income, uh, and a better uh, work-life balance uh, than um, without the kind of uh, overseer and, uh, that they have as an employ employee. Um, so in answer to your question, um, really the way to um, learn, by the way, um, this kind of work, doing medical legal consulting, it makes a great part-time uh, gig for physicians to do. Uh, you really need, at a minimum, about eight hours a week in order to do this kind of work justice and make it fly. Uh, and But if you can carve out eight hours a week, uh, most of that time, by the way, needs to be during the regular work week because you need time to meet with and uh, uh, speak with and uh, 
with uh, your attorney client. So, I mean, if you wanted to write your reports at three in the morning, which I don't recommend, but I mean, if you wanted to do some of your work on the weekends with regard to report writing and that kind of thing, that works out. But you really need time during the regular work week uh, to uh, do this kind of work justice. But um, if you can carve out eight hours, uh, you should be able to have a successful side gig doing this. Um, now, the fact is, is that this kind of work has really um, now evolved into something of a new subspecialty of forensic medicine. So um, there are no secrets to give away. Uh, the fact is, you it's not rocket science, but you do need some training in order uh, to do this. Uh, there is um, a learning curve uh, and um, you have to get some training to do this. So um, the best way to do that is I have a, a training program. It's a remote training program. Uh, it's my medical legal consulting coaching program. Uh, and that's really uh, the best way uh, to get up to speed to learn uh, how to do this kind of work. Yeah, that's fair. And for the listeners, I'll put a link uh, in the show notes so you can check that out. Um can can any kind of doctor do this or, or is it certain specialties only? I know certain generalists tend to be left out of some of this consulting work. Is it anybody? Yeah, that's a great question. And the answer is yes. Any physician in any specialty can learn how to do this work. And uh, it's one of the great things about this. So um, now the way our legal system works is that Physicians uh, are sanctioned or, or are expected, really, to uh, give or uh, to answer medical questions, right, and give medical opinions to medical questions in legal cases. Now, if uh, a case is going to trial, well, then the attorney needs medical experts in every area of injury. But for the purpose of negotiating and settling the case. What the uh, attorney needs are, are well-reasoned, well-thought-out medical opinions, reports, and other services that are going to help them to negotiate, better negotiate and settle the case. So, so let me give you an example. So um, now, of course, this doesn't happen to me anymore, and it doesn't happen to people after they've had a, the physicians after they've had a little seasoning. But um, when I started, let's say uh, I was hired to uh, give an opinion regarding an issue related to uh, a rotator cuff injury in a case, right? And the purpose of my, the, the attorney hired me to uh, give my opinion, do some research and um, write a report uh, that they could use to uh, support a particular um, uh, argument that they were making to, to lead towards a settlement. So um, I write the report and then uh, my report goes over to opposing counsel. Um, by the way, my, my reports uh, are certainly not in the background. They're um, always seen by opposing counsel. They're almost always seen by adjust, uh, insurance adjusters. They're often seen by the judges, treating doctors, IME doctors, and others. So um, the attorney sends, says, well, here's why we want to uh, have the settlement go in this particular direction. Uh, here's Dr. Feldman's report. Well, what's the first thing that opposing counsel is going to do, right? They're going to look me up, right? So uh, they would get on the phone and say, well, why should I pay any attention to this report that Dr. Feldman wrote? He's not an expert in rotator cuff injuries. 
And what the attorney, my attorney that hired me is going to say is, well, well, Dr. Feldman works as a medical consultant for me in all my cases. And I can tell you, if we can't get this issue worked out in the settlement, and you for, uh, based on uh, Dr. Feldman's opinions and, re- and his report, and you force me to take this case to trial, when I hire my retained orthopedic expert, they're going to say exactly what Dr. Feldman said in this report. In fact, the, 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 my expert would be relying on the same literature that Dr. Feldman quoted in his report. So let's get this set. All right. So that's how it works in practical terms. So if a physician um, wants to just stay in their lane and they just like their specialty, that's all they want. This isn't for them. But for doctors that uh, really enjoy medicine, they, they um, are, are in medicine because they found the whole field fascinating, interesting, and uh, exciting, um, then uh, any physician in any specialty can learn how to do this. So um, let me give you just a, a little bit more on that. So uh, the attorney calls me, and, and they're, they're very specific. There's 16 or 17 services that I offer, but they're very specific to this kind of work. But um, let's say the attorney calls me, wants to hire me on a particular issue. Uh, and um, of course, the attorney will talk with me about the case. Um, then they'll send over all the medical records, which I will uh, review. And then in every case, I then will interview the client of the attorney. Now, I can do that by phone or Zoom meeting, but 95% of the time, I'm uh, not going to meet in person with the client. And uh, the purpose of that um, interview is to clarify the medical records and get whatever uh, history that I need. Then uh, I will go and do my research in the medical literature. And now I'm in a position to write my report. So uh, if a physician enjoys medicine, wants to learn about all kinds of various aspects of medicine, then this is for them. So by the way, for me, this is what's been the fun of doing this work. I've learned a tremendous amount of medicine given my background in psychiatry and psychoanalysis, but um, I would put my knowledge base now, whatever, spine injuries, uh, rotator cuff injuries, um, uh, complex regional pain syndrome, you name a whole bunch of things. I, I'd put, you know, I'm in no position to do any orthopedic or neurosurgery, but I would put my knowledge base up against anyone in that regard. And that's been uh, really a lot of the fun of doing this work. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, to some degree, perhaps, you know, the generalist specialties um, may be even more apt or or more suited to do it because they have kind of at least a surface level, broader knowledge, um, and then they get to to do a deep dive based on the case. Right, right. Well, you know, I've had just about every specialty, uh, you know, from ENT to anesthesiologist, to pathologist, to internist, to... uh, uh, PM and R docs and uh, surgeons. I mean, you name it. Um, and there are physicians that have been trained to do this. Sure. Well, and so this is a business, right? I mean, people are, are right. self-employed. They're starting a business, whether it's part-time or full-time. Um, how, you know, how do, how long does, does that startup take, you know, on average for people and, and, yeah. and getting, taking the training, learning about how to do it, and then getting their name out there, actually talking to attorneys? 
There are a lot of podcasts out there, murder mysteries, breaking news. There's even a podcast about garden gnomes. But instead, you are here learning how to be the best physician you can be. Smart move. Do you know what else is a smart move? Working a locum tenens assignment with Comp Health. Now, I know what you're thinking. You already have a job, but that's the best part. You can work flexible locum assignments on the side for extra income, or you can work locums full-time too. And to top it all off, Locums almost always pays more on average. Just head to financialresidency.com slash comp health and see what locums can do for you financially. That, that's a really great question. Now, the training program's uh, a year long, but um, physicians way, way before the end of the year will be quite proficient in, in terms uh, of doing this. But in specific answer to your question, one of the things in the, uh, the training program, by the way, is about two things. Um, it's about the business side. Uh, how do you start up? But more importantly, how do you uh, successfully run long term a medical legal consulting business? And it's also about the medicine that you need to know. Um, so one of the things in the training program is a detailed step by step business launch plan. And that business launch plan will take you from zero, no business, to up and running with your business. Now, if you put your mind to it, you can probably get through that launch plan in three weeks. Physicians that are doing this on a part, as a part, on a part-time basis, uh, uh, on average, through the years, physicians um, are taking about six weeks to get through the launch plan. Um, the definition of up and running with your business is now being in a position to start soliciting business from attorneys in your local area. Every one of these businesses is a local business. So um, from the time that you start, and by the way, I help all of the physicians with some of their marketing in the beginning. I'll actually help uh, the uh, physicians in my coaching program get their first cases in um, and teach them how to do that. Uh, I, I read a lot of drafts of reports um, at, before uh, physicians send out their reports, but, uh, but getting back to this. So from the time that you start soliciting business from attorneys, to the time that you should start seeing some cash flow. Again, if you are on average with physicians around the country, that usually takes about three months. And from that point forward, you should start making money. Now, how much money you make is completely dependent on um, how many hours a week you're devoting to this, right? Um, uh, and uh, uh, But um, what I can say and the feedback from people that I've trained uh, is that this is actually uh, quite a lucrative thing to do. That's great. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Is it? Is there a lot of heavy? You know, I know marketing is a dirty word for some doctors um, and selling. Is there is there a lot of really heavy marketing involved, or um, do you find well, most people get into it pretty easily? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question too. So, just as just as there's a step by step tried and true, by the way, but over these years, but a step-by-step launch plan. There's also a step-by-step marketing plan. And what I tell physicians is if you just follow the recipe, this will work. It's worked for physicians all over the country for a number of years. Um, but um, so what I can tell you about the marketing plan is, first of all, it doesn't have anything to do with advertising. In fact, it really doesn't have to have anything to do with spending money. Um, you can, but it doesn't have to. Uh, but what it has to do with is old-fashioned elbow grease. There's no getting around the fact 
that you have to call and you have to meet with attorneys and explain to them what it is that you're proposing to help them with and how you're going to do it. Um, attorneys, uh, the, the kind of things that uh, medical legal consultants provide to attorneys are not standard operating procedure in their offices until you go and educate them and make it so. So a lot of the um, marketing has to do with uh, how do you educate the attorneys in your local area so they'll start using you and how to do that, help for me to do that, scripts to do that, descriptions of what you need to do to do that. It's all part of the training program. That's great. Awesome. Um, is there any kind maybe specific kind of physician or, or personality type that you would say is, is not a good fit for this kind of work? Yeah, that's a good question. And the answer to that is um, probably on the medicine side of this, probably any physician can do it. Um, on the um, other side of it, uh, you have to um, en enjoy um, being around people, meeting people, you have to have some, uh, you can't flatline on personality. Um, I mean, you don't have to be... Um, you know, uh, tap dancing across the table, but um, you you do have to feel comfortable talking with others. And um, actually, I, I give some help on that too to, in the training. Cool. The uh, you know, since my audience is really younger docs, have you ever encountered a situation where perhaps uh, someone would be pitching this to an attorney and they're just like, "Well, you don't have enough experience as a practicing physician to to be a proper consultant," or is that a non-issue? Yeah, that's a good, another good question. And the answer is, uh, when, when the attorney starts to understand that what, what we have to offer, but maybe more specifically, that they can have uh, on a uh, contractual basis, you know, you know when, on an as-needed basis, they can have a physician on their team uh, when they need one or with regard to the medical issues in the case. Uh, they uh, are uh, excited and thrilled to have that uh, option in terms of how they're going to handle uh, that particular case. So sometimes physicians in the coaching program will say, well, when I start going out and meeting and talking with the attorneys, aren't they going to ask me how many cases have you done? How many of these reports have you done? <laughs> and uh, uh, the answer is, in fact, I'm very rarely even asked what my specialty, you know, it was. Now, when somebody asks me now, I say it's forensic medicine. But um, the attorneys are much more interested in knowing is when you start explaining these services, you're going to be able to do, to deliver on them. And when you show them that they can, that's all that they really uh, care about. So the interesting thing is, um, so I when you start out, obviously you haven't done any cases. And you're going to be showing them some sample reports. Well, um, what the physicians in the coaching program do is they use my reports and how I coach them on that is I say, look, all you need to say is, um, obviously, these reports don't have my name on them, uh, but I can assure you that my reports will look exactly like this. The coaching, some coaching members get a little anxious about that, but the universally, the answer from the uh, attorneys is, 
great. That's great. You know, they don't even ask those questions. They don't ask the questions that the uh, coaching member physicians, when they start off, are concerned about. Nobody's going to ask how many cases that you did or um, uh, uh, are you well versed in this? That's not what they ask. They're just so thrilled to have a physician on their team. And as soon as you deliver that first report, you're off and running. That's great. No, this is really interesting. You know, I think most docs think about, you know, being uh, expert witnesses and going to trial and, and yeah. going to depositions and whatnot. And, and, and I think that scares off a lot of docs, but uh, this right. is kind of an interesting niche that um, a lot of docs really just don't know about. So Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. By the way, I've done over 3000 cases. Um, I have never been deposed, uh, and I'll tell you why in a second, but, um, and I've only acted as an expert once and I did it as a favor to the attorney because her main, um, uh, expert that she was going to have a trial had passed away. <laughs> and so I had done some work prior to the, her need to go to trial on the case. And she said, will you please do this for me? And, uh, she actually flew me from Denver to a mountain town called Montrose and, uh, on what the uh, flight attendant uh, jolly told me was the vomit express. But, um, but um, uh, so, yeah, that's the extent that that's come up in, in, in my doing this. Now, the um, reason for that is that um, the attorney that hires me, even opposing counsel is going to stipulate, if they're going to trial, right? is going to stipulate, I'm not an expert in everything. So uh, I, I would say to the, first of all, the lawyers get this. They know that this isn't what you're going to do. But um, I would say, look, this isn't going to be good for your case if I go to trial because um, I'm going to get uh, murdered, you know, because I'm not an expert in X, Y, and Z. Um, but as I said earlier, but for the purpose of negotiating and settling the case, the way our legal system works is that my medical opinions hold just as much weight as anybody's. Wow. That's awesome. Well, Armin, we're running out of time here. I just want to transition the show a little bit, uh, mm -hmm. to get to know you as a guest a little bit better. Sure. Um, what, so besides doing all this stuff and helping other doctors figure out how to do it, uh, what do you like to do for fun? So, um, I am, uh, you know, I've exercised my whole life. Uh, I still am, uh, uh I, I do this, um, fast walking. They're really interesting studies about fast walking, walking at a pace that, um, if you can, you can have, hold a conversation, but if you try to sing, you're short of breath and about the, the same, uh, beneficial effects as running. So, um, since I was a runner all my life and can't do that anymore because now I have uh, arthritis in my spine, but I'm a fast walker. But also for years and years, I've been a weightlifter. Um, so uh, I really enjoy that. Uh, I um, uh, consider myself an amateur uh, chef, although I've never had any training. Uh, and I absolutely uh, love uh, music and um, uh, all kinds really. But and my wife and I um, uh, really enjoy traveling. In fact, um, although it was a little scary to think about it in advance, it turned out to be just fine. We just got back from Tuscany um, and uh, we, we were 10 days in Tuscany. And uh, so, and in fact, um, our best friends uh, is a, he and his wife, he's a personal injury attorney I met many years ago. And he and his wife and my wife, Holly, and and I, we, we've traveled with these people all over the world. 
That's you know, there's no place like Italy, so that's <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, do you have any book recommendations for the listener? It could be of any genre. Um, let's see. Uh, I just um, this isn't a new book, uh, but by the way, that's another thing that I I, I read probably um, I read about a book a week, um, and uh, I one of the things I love about reading I love learning new things, um, and. Uh, uh, I get such a thrill out of learning something I didn't know about. Um, but I just finished uh, a book by Doris uh, uh, Kearns. Um, no, I'm forgetting her last name. Uh, uh, but it's called No Ordinary Time. Uh, and it's about um, Franklin and De- uh, Eleanor Roosevelt and, and what was happening in the White House and at home during World War II. It was really fascinating. Doris Kearns Goodwin, that's her name. I'll put that in the show notes for the listeners. So, um, Armin, you've given us some really a lot to think about here and, and talking about your niche and, and how docs can get into it. But if you had just a single piece of advice for the early career physician, uh, what would that piece of advice be? Yeah, um, this is going to sound gratuitous on my part, but um, I, I am very concerned about... Um, the way physicians are kind of being used in our medical system today. And uh, I have a lot of concern about physicians not being independent. Um, And uh, uh, so um, I guess uh, I would uh, uh, encourage physicians, even if it's not what I'm suggesting that they do, but to, to do some kind of thing where they have control over what they're doing. Um, And, uh, uh, to find a, a good uh, uh, work-life balance. But uh, the other thing I'd say, since I'm on uh, the opposite end from uh, most of your listeners of where I am in my career, um, not that I'm uh, going to retire anytime soon, but uh, being a physician is a, a great uh, profession. It's a great way to spend your time. Uh, it's uh, such a gratifying thing to do. You do get to help people. Uh, and, um, uh, it's, uh, it's just a great profession and just, uh, hammer away at it. That's great. Well, uh, Armin, I will put the link to your course and your website in the uh, show notes for the listeners. Thank you again for coming on the show and, and sharing your insights with everybody. I'm sure this will, uh, really get some people thinking about this kind of work and, and whether, whether or not they want to do it. Great, Andrew. It was a pleasure speaking with you. All right. Take care. What a fantastic show with Dr. Armin Feldman. I really learned a lot. I did not know that this was an area of legal work that was even possible. If you want to learn more about Armin's programs, you can visit www.andrewtisserdo.com slash legal. That's Andrew T-I-S-S-E-R-D-O.com slash legal. If you enjoyed this show, please leave me an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts and share it with your friends and colleagues. A lot of the show applies to any early career professional and not just physicians. The other thing I'd like you to do after listening is visit my website, andrewtisserdo.com, where you can find a free four-part video series describing my pathway from burnout to career satisfaction with career strategy tips embedded in between, as well as a list of recommended resources and much more. Thank you again for listening. And remember, keep talking.
All opinions expressed by the guest in this episode are solely the guest's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Andrew Tisser Dio, TalkToMe.LC, or any affiliates thereof. The guest's opinions are based upon information he or she considers reliable, but Andrew Tisser Dio, TalkToMe.LC, nor any affiliates thereof warrant its completeness or accuracy. The guest, Andrew Tisser Dio, TalkToMe.LC, or any affiliates thereof are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this episode. The guest statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.